Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Tuesday to you. Hopefully it's been a safe snow in so far. What a game it was for the Memphis Hustle last night. And I kid, or do I, my gosh, it was Vince Williams Jr. It was Gigi Jackson that uh, out there shocking the Golden State Warriors, and maybe symbolically sort of putting an end to this dynasty, uh, an impressive and surprising 116-107 win last night for the Memphis Grizzlies down at FedEx Forum that we've got to talk about. we got to talk about Gigi Jackson's interview uh, after the game with Charles and Shaq, a spot I know he didn't uh, see himself in. He talked about that. Plenty to talk to from a Grizzlies win. Certainly a good night down at FedEx Forum. And look like, and then, uh, you know, for the for the ones that made it down there, uh, got pretty loud, got pretty uh, got pretty exciting last night. So we'll talk about that. We're on to the divisional round, the NFL playoffs. Buffalo, Tampa Bay take care of business. Uh, JC, Jason Kelsey, Brad, hit the button. That brother's doing something, it sounds like. Very emotional after the loss, uh, just a curb stomping they took from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Very emotional afterwards. Sounds like he's going to retire. We'll see if Nick Sirianni, we'll see if that brother gone, uh, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. We talked about that with Jason Fitch yesterday. What if they fall flat on their face? Do you fire the head coach situation like we talked about with Dallas? We will see what becomes of Nick Sirianni. And then I saw, too, John, and you were probably on this earliest. You probably knew that Jeff had found this man. This dude had been skiing through the streets of Memphis. I'd seen him on Channel 5 during a, a Ron Childers weather report. They had him skiing down Union. Saw pictures of him on social media on Madison going up and down the street. Then I saw him on Beale Street. Uh, a man skiing through the snow, through the Memphis streets yesterday. And apparently, John, Jeff Calkins found this man yesterday. Jeff always going to find the story, isn't he? He did it, man. He's got in his minivan, and he tracked this dude down in the Memphis streets and then had MPD audio of them chasing after this dude yesterday. Jeff always gets the story and what people are talking about. My wife was so impressed. I told you, I said, it's classic Calkins. He's going to get it. Yeah. What's the story with Mike Tomlin? You know, I didn't include him. And I am so sick and tired. I know who it is. I can't think of her. It's this ESPN reporter, particularly. You talking about him walking out on that presser last Brooke night? Brooke Pryor is her name, Jason. That's thank you. You know, she really, she really gets on me and Tomlin's nerves, and she has this season. She's really tested us. Are you and, and Mike I, a uh, conglomerate? Last, you see, I didn't put him in the coaches, to, perhaps to be fired category. Yes, we're a conglomerate. What are you talking about, fool? And you used to be aligned. 
You I am still. I, I'm, you, I'm, I'm, I'm a Mike Tomlin guy you, for life. I was just about to say, you sitting there with Brooke Pryor right now questioning what we've done going into the final season of our contract. You know we've never gone into the last year of our contract. That's, that's, wow. part, of, that's part of why, you know, I think, I think Tomlin's, you know, on Maybe the question was a little bit more fair than his reaction suggested then. I will say, I will say, in Brooke Pryor's defense, and because and I've been on the other side of this, that question was pretty much asked to every coach that's, you know, that's either lost one of these playoff games or been, that's a similar question, whether it's about your contract or your future with the team. Sirianni got it yesterday. He didn't walk out. You know, he talked about it. You know, but my, that's my point. And for Tomlin, I realized who it's coming from is a problem for you and how it's coming and you're going into this final year. But everybody else has, has taken that question and not walked off. So in fairness to Brooke, uh, it was a fair question. Yeah, um, we'll get into all that today here on the show. Jessica Benton's going to join us at 1125. Uh, talk to her about that uh, game last night, yesterday afternoon, Gigi Jackson's Incredible. performance. You know, life is all about uh, taking solace in the small things, right? And maybe someday Gigi Jackson will be a big thing. For today, he is a small thing. And so you have to take it uh, in a season like this one. You have to find some joy in the small things. And that's exactly what that win was <clears throat> yesterday. So we'll talk about all that with Jessica Benson at 1125. Then at 125, uh, Trista Crick is going to join us from BetMGM tonight. And we'll talk to her about the Grizz. About the NFL, you know the drill. Trista Crick, 125 here on the show. So that's what we've got going on today. But need to begin with a little thing, Brad, that we call cap or no cap. Cap. It means lion, but built different. Now it's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John Show. All right, Jason, a snow day, a second straight snow day edition of the uh, of the show. Let's get it cracking here. Gigi Jackson has already entrenched himself as a top five favorite Grizzly, cap or no cap? Mm. I love the question, and what a game for Gigi Jackson. Last night, 23 points, goes five of eight from three, six of nine overall. He gets the interview afterwards with Charles and with Shaq and... Um, just a, just a, you know, a second straight 20 point performance, 20 plus point performance. I think it's what 43, uh, and back to back games for Gigi Jackson. And it's fun, you know, and, and, I you know, uh, Harrington and Drew Hill over at your spot, the daily Memphian have done a great job in terms of just kind of what happened afterwards in terms of Gigi Jackson, never been in this position. He's at the podium. He puts his smoothie ass, can I, you know, on the table, can I, you know, just the innocence of it. The, the fact that he's so far ahead of schedule, you're talking about a guy that just turned 19. That's part of, that's part of why you fall in love or why it feels like we're falling in love. Not just what we're seeing on the floor, but the fact that this kid just turned 19 in December, he's six nine, two hundred ten pounds, and he is a bucket. It feels like just in terms of offensively, are there, you know, do, you know are, are there things that obviously have to be developed? Absolutely. Just like there would be with any 19 year old. But the fact, John, that he was out there helping Vince Williams Jr. Uh, and the rest of this ragtag bunch of Grizzlies put the, put the knife in Golden State. How could you not fall in love? Now, to the question, is he top five already? You know, you know, if, if you're, you're I, I still go, that's cap. He's got, he's still got work to do. The thing is, 
there there is a long runway with Gigi in terms of the time you've got to to get him prepared for for a possibility of being a part of this rotation. It certainly looks good right now, but you've got time with this. There's you know you're not you're not starting him to start next year. It doesn't feel like, but absolutely, can he eventually crack? a top six, top seven, and we, we fall in love with them in a way that we fall in love with, with Bain, with Ja, with Jaren. Uh, dude, there's a lot to love here with Gigi Jackson. So I, I would tell you it's cap right now. It's top. Listen, Vince Williams Jr. we're all in love with right now. I can't, even with the last two games, I can't put him, and, and his story, I can't put him above Vince Williams Jr., who we all agree at this point, the Grizzlies sure have shown it, should be a part of this rotation, whatever part, the seventh, eighth guy, whatever it is going forward. I, I can't put him above Vince Williams Jr. already. And then there's the core. But I, I could see a, a path where this kid continues to show through the rest of this regular season. you got plenty of minutes available for him that he can be a piece going forward. It's an exciting story. It was fun to see it sort of uh, uh, continue to unfold last night. But he ain't already top five most, uh, most you know, firmly entrenched as top five most likable or favorites yet. He's still got work to do. But it's fun. It'll be fun to see this ride here. Yeah, more to do, young man. Uh, let's not get let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, and look, Gigi is a very easy young man to root for. Obviously, I mean, nineteen years old, just turned nineteen. You know, second rounder, once upon a time, the number one player in the country. Um, you know, and these are the kind of players that, you know, you, every organization you hope has one or two like this, right. Where there's, you know, some, some, uh, unbelievable untapped potential potentially. Um, and that was why, you know, <clears throat> Gigi was, uh, you know, an interesting project when he got drafted. Um, and I think, look, we talked about Vince found Vince. You're going to, you're going to, you know, get a lot of mileage out of him the next three months. Gigi should be the same way. Right. I mean, his numbers, the last two games, 27 minutes, 29 minutes last night. Like, there's no reason for him not to be playing 20 to 25 minutes a game. Is there, Jason? I mean, what's what's the harm? No, I mean, it's 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 really it's we talked about how, you know, some of these injuries could be a blessing in disguise in terms of the way you, you know, you've had to shift course here and, and talk about preserving some of these guys. But that's the thing for Gigi is it's an early uh, it, this is much earlier than anticipated. The plan wasn't for you to get these kinds of minutes this early. You've shown the last couple of games and uh, again against whether it's, you know, Knicks or Golden State, it's it's it's. Elite, it's at some point elite level NBA competition. You're changing, you're 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 chasing around starters out there. You're getting this opportunity early. Why would you not continue to feed him and see? And that's that's what this season has to be. Whether it's about Vince Williams Jr. and just trying to develop and improve him for what he's going to be in the future for you, or about finding guys like Gigi Jackson and getting them out there early. I think that those are going to be sort of the 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 stories going forward, the important things, as well as obviously what you're going to do roster-wise with Steven Adams, things like that. But getting Gigi out there, John, in these minutes, super critical. And and maybe there's a day, man, where Gigi Jackson is 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 your starting three. Uh, he's off to a good start. And, he, I mean, he has proven time and time again he can score with the best of them. There's a lot more to it that with the best of the 19-year-olds right now. I mean, he's the youngest guy in the NBA as far as I was the youngest in the draft last year. And so, uh, looks good. It's early. Going to have an opportunity to see a lot more. And this is really what this season is going to be about for the Grizzlies is trying to develop these young guys, either for yourself, like it feels like Vince and Gigi got a chance to do, or, you know, as assets for another team, you're just trying to get them out there. I will say this, like, if you go back and just look at, you know, 
Dude, like, he, he's not getting res- he's not getting respect, right? Like that's going to change. That's going to like in the way that he is defended right now. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, I'm just looking at it right now as we speak. Like they were really playing off of him last night for the most part, uh, at least in the first half. Um, and look, he's 19. He's got a lot more to do and a lot more to prove. That's going to be the next thing, right? Like he's about to command attention that he had not previously commanded. Um, but again, the fact that he's, he's going to do that nine and, and two ten, John. And I mean, yeah, that, no, he's he's he's, a, a, he's, he's got not, all you're not the tools. About some little guy, right? That you're you're leaving open, and so from a from a you know from a physical tool standpoint too, from an you know an athleticism standpoint, like he's got everything you need to have. So that it's frankly, it's a good thing, John, that the book will get out on him. He will be defended tighter, and he'll have to adjust to that. But the the fact that it's happening early. I mean, uh, frankly, the you know they've got a chance for as much as it feels like the narrative has changed. The front office, you've got a chance to shift it a little bit in terms of what you found here with Gigi and potentially Vince Williams Jr. Right in terms of twenty two, twenty three here yep. after yep. after getting really, really shaky here for a minute, you've got an opportunity now to change the narrative back and say, listen, we 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 dug up too. There and, and certainly, I mean, Vince Williams Jr. may have already proven it in terms of the contract you've signed him to. And Gigi now will have early opportunity to do the same. I mean, I think it sounds like you, you got him on two-way control next year, too, with Gigi. So, you know, you, you, you've got this early opportunity. You may as well feed him all the minutes in the world and see, uh, see just, just have, you, have you found a star? Have you found a potential starter at three in two years? Like that's the, that's what it feels like the possibilities are. But I would I'm with you. We got to rein it in a little bit. Let's see what happens when teams make adjustments uh, because there's going to be a lot more minutes out there where Gigi Jackson does struggle. struggle. Yep. Uh, okay. How about this one? This is a little. This will get the uh, fire going. Javon Quinterly better than Kendrick Davis. Oof. That's the it's it's cap. I think. Um, Marinate on it, maybe. I mean, you know, take take a few minutes. We got time. We got three hours. Uh, Javon Quinley is averaging fourteen point one points and four point eight assists. If I'm not mistaken, and I don't have uh, Kendrick's numbers, but that wasn't it over twenty one. Led the AAC in scoring last year. Uh, assists were even higher. I mean, so from a production standpoint, um, and just on paper alone, I'd have a hard time, you know, jumping fast on a Quinley. Can I? Can I? Can I hear a case? That says that Quinterly uh, is a gamer. Uh, first Tiger since Andre Turner read, you know, knocked down back-to-back game-winning shots. He, he, that's it's what we said about him coming in that that he would be probably a guy that would be willing to do that. Now, if it shook out that that was best for the team, would be another question. We said that this preseason, but he stepped up as that guy. And so my point is, he's just as clutch. He's shown, if not more clutch, as Kendrick Davis. There, there are arguments to be made that. You know, Javon Quinterly, for what this team needs from him, is excelling in his role just as much as Kendrick Davis did last year. I'm just, if, if we're asking, if John, if you're asking me player for player, um, Kendrick Davis, uh, Qu- Javon Quinterly is a better player than Quindrick, Kendrick Davis. No, I can't go there. But is he having just as good a season, maybe better, for what his team needs from him from a floor general standpoint? From an offensive standpoint, that when you need him, he's knocking down big shots. And more importantly, we saw it. I mean, probably more critical to this team, uh, 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 contributing to a flow offensively, a continuity offensively that's really that unlocks this team's true potential. He's having just as good a season, even though it's on paper it doesn't look it, 
yeah, it feels like to me as, as Kendrick Davis. But I can't I can't go with anything that says he's better than Kendrick. What I can do is saying he's having just as an effective and as good a season as Kendrick did uh, last year and what leading leading the AAC and scoring and everything else. I don't, you know I don't I don't want that to sound like a cop out. Actually, I'm picking a side here. I'm picking Kendrick Davis is better, but. Javon Quinley is having a monster season, particularly for what this team needs from him. Remember, you got four or five guys. John, you had six players in double figures, you know, in this last game for the Tigers. So you're not asking Quinley to go out there and, and lead the AAC in scoring. Go out there and average 20 points. So it's a different role, but, man, shining just as much, it feels like. Yeah. I would, um, I would agree with what you just said. Um, he's at thirty nine percent from basically thirty nine percent from three right now. Thirty eight point six. He has been locked in of late from three. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would. I would say that's. I would say that's correct. That you know Javon's not better than Kendrick, um, but that like that doesn't mean that you know he's not incredible still, right? Like, I think people probably. I don't. Maybe they don't. Maybe people don't forget. But Kendrick was was. <clears throat> on a much less talented team than this one. Um, and and they were That's still really too. good. And he had to do, you know, he and DeAndre both had to do a lot. You know, you didn't have your, you know, David Jones. You didn't have your Naquan Tomlin. You didn't have, um, you know, Very Dick true. Jordan. Like, those guys you weren't did. on that team last year. You could, you you could lock in on Kendrick Davis. It was 22.1 and 5.6 assists for Kendrick Davis last year. Yeah, like if Kendrick Davis, like like if Javon Quinterly like has an off night, Memphis can still win. If Memphis had an, if if Kendrick Davis had an off night, Memphis was not winning. Period, was not happening. Um, and that's like that's like insane. That's in, that's like that's an incredible amount of pressure <clears throat> on one individual. Um, and for the most part, every single night he met the mark. Um, so yeah, I mean i I feel like you know if if uh, you know, I, I just, I mean, look, they're very, they're, they're different players. You know, they are, um, you know, Javon's kind of taking on more of a scoring role here, but like, he's just as capable of like not being the, uh, you know, primary scorer. So I, just, I would just say they're different. I would say Kendrick was just a, a better player um, for that team. No doubt about it. Um, than Javon would have been, but maybe Javon's better for this team than Kendrick would have been. You know, I think that's something to maybe maybe uh, chew on. But no, I would say I would I would take Kendrick. But you know, again, it's close. Javon's been unbelievable hitting game winners. Um, you know, coming in as the as the point guard. I mean, just two elite point guards. That's what you're talking about. And I think that's the you know that's the that's the main thing is that well, <clears throat> whoever might be a slightly slightly better than the other. Um, they're they're both elite point guards in college basketball and. Um, I would say Javon's team is just a little bit better. Um, well, and that, so. the last thing on that, when you've had back-to-back, you know, great seasons and 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 sort of point guards maximizing the role, it, you know, it helps Penny Hardaway go get that next one. You know, the, the the next guy, whether it's transfer portal or you know whether it's even Jalen Young in terms of developing him to that guy. I mean, uh, you know, Jalen Young in terms of his shooting uh, and what Quinn Lee and Kendrick Davis have proven, it's not the same, but that's the point in terms of Penny Hardaway going out every offseason or remaining the transfer portal king. You're putting together back-to-back sensational years, as you mentioned, by your point guard. So it becomes even, you know, again, he's already the king, but you got to stay there. And so it's an easy, uh, like I said, it's an easy sell. And maybe you can continue to find that guy, you know. Absolutely. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, come back with Jessica Benson, talk to her about the Grizzlies' win last night, the development 
of the young guys, all that and more on the other side. Jason and John, I need to turn FM, ESPN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jessica Benson is the host of the Jessica Benson Show with T.J. Hurd. Catch her on the Grizz Radio Network right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. She is our favorite West Coast transplant in Memphis. She joins us now. Is that like West Coast fair to say, right? West, it's kind of not not West Coast, but sort of. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an honor. I always consider it West. I mean, I guess technically, since I grew up in Denver, I would be a mountain time zone. Right, but I right, consider right, Colorado right. West Coast. It's the, it's the great West. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you what, it's cold in Memphis, uh, frigid in Memphis, sure by the way. Is. But uh, Gigi Jackson. Warming up the community, <laughs> like like Zebo basically when he paid the all those MLGW bills, right? Yeah, this is this Were is the equivalent that? of that. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, this is, is Gigi Jackson giving back to the community. You're right. There was one incident where people thought he was paying them maybe one time, and and that was actually not the case or something or other. But at any rate, that is exactly what happened. <laughs> Inside FedEx Forum. You know, look, this season is <clears throat> is what it is at this point. The hay is in the barn. Too many injuries, too far back. We understand that in terms of any kind of real contention. But, I mean, of the things that could possibly result from it, Gigi Jackson's development is probably at the top of that list, right? Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I think that's overall there are – probably going to be so few opportunities to feel the kind of joy that Grizzlies fans were able to feel last night specifically because the stakes are a lot lower, right? But the Warriors, you're always going to hate the Warriors. And it's MLK Day. That's Memphis's day. So it just feels – it felt like the perfect opportunity to have a game where you actually felt really, really good coming out of it. But something that you will be able to continue to feel good about – is seeing performances like that from Gigi Jackson. Like when you think about developmental opportunities the rest of this year, and you know, you never know what someone is going to look like when they make the move from playing in front of, you know, a couple fans in South Haven and being able to succeed in the G League to getting the opportunity to actually, you know, suit up in the NBA. And Gigi Jackson's early returns of, you know, two consecutive games now at 20 points. And I know so much has been made of there have only been 
two other players that age or younger to accomplish a similar feat, and it's LeBron James and Kevin Durant. And so you can get super hyperbolic with how excited you are about it. But the fact of the matter is he did it, and he did one of them on national television last night. So a whole lot more people know Gigi Jackson's name this morning than they did going into yesterday's game. And I think it really just shows not only does he have an NBA-ready body, like he looks like he belongs on the court, but now his play has matched up with some of the expectations that were there for him. I must say, Jessica, I was, uh, you know, I'm watching the, uh, I'm watching Gigi Jackson get an opportunity to talk to, to Shaq and, and Charles, the replay of it. And I saw this, uh, you know, this boyish sort of, I can't believe I'm talking to Shaquille O'Neal right now. I mean, the kid just turned 19 years old and you get it, sort of the little boy coming out of you. I was so disappointed when Shaq literally says, I don't have a question for you. Just congratulations. Like, it's it's still what you want, right? It's acknowledgement from Shaq. But Shaq literally, like, this is the point. Like, Gigi's still got more to do, apparently, even for Shaq to be able to prepare a question for the young man. He had to toss it That's to Charles. For, the man didn't even have a question for him. Just, a, just in terms of, you know, uh, um, the way he handled things. Right. I mean, uh, saying how grateful he was just to be here. I thought he handled all of that just as well, too, in, a, in the kind of professional way that you'd hope to see of a, of a guy older than him. I thought he handled that just as well. Yeah. Should we just be grateful that Shaq knew his name? Like maybe yeah. that's maybe that's Probably, the first yeah. step. Yeah. Step number uh-huh. one, Shaq learns your name. And last night he did. And no, I mean, it was for lack of a better word, it was adorable. It was genuinely a very wholesome moment. And watching Gigi come off the court, his dad was there, and the two of them shared an embrace. And, I mean, he was he was crying. Nice. Like, it meant a lot to him last night. And it was just yep. very yep. sweet and very pure. And he is 19 years old and one month. He's not almost 20. He's closer to 18 than he is to 20. And it's really, really cool to see the poise that he has already showed. And we talked about it on our show this morning – the eagerness to learn, right? Like you don't yeah. always see that with rookies and the engagement from Gigi Jackson on the bench in the middle of action. Like he is always making direct eye contact with some of the veterans of this team and, and on the bench, you know, sharing time with John Morant and asking him questions and Desmond Bain. And it just seems like he always wants feedback. And that is not the always yeah. the case. And so to see that mindset, to go along with, you know, the physicality and the athleticism that's there, uh, to see the mental side of it and, and how eager he is to to grow constantly, game in and game out, I think that's almost even more encouraging than, yep. you know, the 20-plus points in the box. No, great point. How, how about a guy that is proving every night it feels like how valuable – uh, he is not just right now, but maybe to the future in terms of all the different places you can put him uh, and, and who you can put him on. Last night he's chasing around Steph Curry. Vince Williams Jr. gets the standard contract. We talked about this past week, but um, just continues to prove how valuable he can be for this franchise, doesn't he? Yeah, and you're seeing him develop as a playmaker, which I think has been really fun. Like he had four assists last night and for a Grizzlies team that's relying Mm -hmm. on point guard committee uh, to see different players take strides in their playmaking abilities is something that's really encouraging for this season alone while they are without John Morant. Uh, But every, I mean, Vince Williams Jr. steps up every game. There hasn't really been a game that comes immediately to mind where you're like, man, that was just a total stinker. Like he shows up, he puts in the work, he's taken on the challenge of being that, you know, I'm going to go out and defend the best person on this court, and I'm going to love it, and I'm going to be a little bit of a menace about it, and maybe like borderline psychotic, but in the best of ways. 
And that's what the Grizzlies were looking for. Like the biggest storyline going into the season was which of these young guys is going to step up and grab hold of this wing position. And it turns out being a guy who was on a two-way at the beginning of the year and has now earned himself a full-time contract in the NBA. He has done everything asked of him and more. And it's exciting to think of what his position will be with this team when they are healthier again next season. What were you doing at 19? I mean, I know obviously – Whatever, you know, the the college media professional equivalent of Gigi Jackson yeah. probably would be. But, I mean, how close were you to that level of success <laughs> at 19? Yeah, I was winning an Emmy, you know. That was just the, the greatness of it all. No, what was it? I would have been a sophomore, going to my sophomore year at yeah. USC. Yeah, so I would yeah, have just been... I mean, that, but I'm just saying, that, that shows the gap. That shows the difference, right? I mean... You're right. I was not a professional basketball player. No, Jason's like, of course she was in school, right? Mistakes. Of course she was in school. <laughs> Gigi Jackson is on an NBA court putting up 20-plus points back-to-back. You know well, what I'm saying? I, I mean, there, there's oh, levels it, to it. I, yeah, there's levels. I had already dropped that. I already flunked out of college by that point. So there's <laughs> levels to it. And Jessica was clearly above me. And, John, you were failing, too, your first year of school, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, probably just more like scraping by. Yeah. Okay. Je- D stands that's for degree. Je- Jessica, <laughs> was, la- was, was last night not also maybe symbolic in terms of the Warriors dynasty is dead. I mean, as much as we've talked about, you know, and that was great for the Grizzlies last night and particularly for those young guys, but I thought just as much the story, and ESPN is saying, you know, Warriors lose and Draymond Green's return to, you know, know, shorthanded Grizzlies. I mean, that thing looks dead to me when you are, uh, uh, God bless the Grizzlies and their effort when you're losing to a Grizzlies team that's this shorthanded. Yeah, so for those who don't know, I am I am married to a diehard Golden State Warriors fan. And I would say that we had the funeral for this team in our household much, much earlier this season. Okay. Like, a lot of people were really eager last night. Um, they wanted to bask in Chris Luther's tears, and they wanted him to represent all sad, mm-hmm. depressed Warriors fans. He's already been there. Like, I came home, he was just peacefully sitting on the couch. I said, how do you feel? Good. He says, I've said it once, already I've said there. it twice. I refuse to care about this team until they make a trade. And losses like last night to the Memphis hustle, you know, to some degree Grizzlies, help expedite that process in his mind. So I think that Warriors fans, while yes, it has been depressing and to watch. They already knew. That, oh, they only, they only won four championships. What are they going to do? Um, but they've already <laughs> been there mentally. And so now to see Draymond Green come back and it doesn't change anything, like this is what it's been for them, um, they have some really difficult decisions to make. I think outside of Steph Curry, you have to look at this roster, and I know that there are really important vets on that team. Um, but what part do they have if the Warriors want to be competitive again in the near future? I'm not sure. It is kind of nuts. I mean, I do, I do think that was probably the bigger the bigger story of last night. All respect to Gigi, that uh, you know, th- th- right. and, and, and you know, this is what it looks like, though. I mean, it does look like games like that where you lose to you know, <clears throat> I mean, a, a listless group of NBA players. I mean, that's what we're talking about. Uh, you know, just being totally transparent. Um, I, I would trade for titles for that, though. <laughs> I mean, right. I think everybody would. But the 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 off ramp is uh, is is never really smooth with these things, you know. 
Oh, yeah. Well, and I mean, just think of the like the mental gymnastics at this point, too, because obviously the Grizzlies, and it was talked extensively about the position they're in with all of the injuries to surmount, and it will be difficult for them to win a lot of games. They will win some games just because they're not built to just roll over and die. But you make comments like, well, at least the Grizzlies aren't, you know, worse than the Spurs. They're still able to beat the Spurs. And now you're going to have a comment like, well, at least the Grizzlies aren't bad enough to lose to this Warriors team. Like, that is a fall from grace. <laughs> the Grizzlies have one starter out on the court last night, and you're like, well, thank God they're not as bad as the Warriors. So it's a very weird, weird place to get to. Do y'all think it, and again, I don't have his contract situation from front of me. I just know he's, I mean, my gosh, would go and never let him go. They tell you, no, we never want it. But but is is Steph Curry destined to go down? Is he chained to the ship? Like, he's 35 but he still clearly can play at an elite level. I mean, does he have to go down? Because, because the one thing with this, with the Warriors, I don't mind seeing the end. I like it for Draymond Green, for Klay Thompson, as nasty as he's been sometimes. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's been a part of the rivalry or whatever else. But I don't mind seeing it. But, but, but Steph is still playing at an elite level. Do y'all think, I mean, Jesse, you think he just ends up, you know, because of the ties you and because of the contract, you go down with a ship or will we see a Steph Curry that's still competitive, you know, trying to win another one, maybe for another franchise? Oh, man, that's a great question. I really don't know because he feels so tied to it. But so much of the yep. ties to it are the pieces around him, right? It's been him right. and Clay as the Splash Brothers and Draymond and Steve Kerr. Like those have been the constants uh, throughout the last decade for the Warriors. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, he's on a four-year extension that goes through 2025, maybe. I, I Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure if that's correct. But I think, there, I mean, there will be decisions to be made, but it would be, it would feel like such an absurd world to see Steph Curry in a different jersey, right? Like, there's just oh, such a connectivity there. Um, so, I guess we'll see if he wants, if he doesn't feel as if the Warriors, if he is hungry for one more ring, if four aren't enough, and he wants to go elsewhere to try to chase that in the sunset tour of his career, uh, that will certainly be something that we'll look and see if it happens. Talking to Jessica Benson, joins us every single Tuesday here on the show. Catch her on Grind City Media, Jessica Benson show with CJ Hearn. Catch her on the Grizz Radio Network here on 92.9. So, the dying embers, the last gasp of the Pac-12 football existence is a Pac-12 football coach leaving for the SEC. <laughs> Uh, I mean, is, isn't that just a perfect way to to go out after a loss don't, in, in don't, the title game? Don't end it there because the story then really ends with another Pac-12 coach leaving the Pac-12 school that he helped turn around midseason to be one of the best turnaround programs in Arizona. And That's right. This, and he is now going to Washington. So they lose Kalen DeBoer. And my mom lives in the Seattle area, and she says that, Seattle Sports Talk Radio has just been a cesspool the last week. And the way that they turned so quickly, it has been just over a week since Kalen DeBoer led that team to the national title game. And they despise that man. And then there was some trickling of hope that, oh, maybe, maybe Pete Carroll will want to come and coach at the UW. But instead, it's, it's, you know, the Arizona coach who is now apparently bringing most of his staff along with him from Arizona and Arizona's off to the big 12 and Washington needs to situate itself to be competitive and an uber competitive big 10. Um, so it's just what a sad, sad end to the pac 12, but feels perfectly chaotic as the conference was for so many years. 
Jess, you think Harbaugh is using the NFL to get this contract? Uh, yes. You know, with this, yeah. That's what it feels like to me, right? I mean, it, 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 that, that's the way to go? Stay at Michigan, yeah. get the language you want, be a king forever? I think you and I talked about it last week. Like, There's something so nice and comfortable about being at the tippity-toppity. Like, you did it. You won the championship, and that kind of capital goes a long way, especially in a place like Ann Arbor where life is all about beating Ohio State. And if you can win a championship, something they hadn't done since 1997, I think that goes a long way. And I do think now, obviously, Harbaugh's in a position where he can leverage taking meetings with NFL teams, and he met with the Chargers, and we'll see where else he goes along the way. But I still... My spidey senses feel that he stays at Michigan, and it would—I would be genuinely surprised at this point. Yeah, we'll see. Should be uh, should be fun to watch. Jessica, you're the best. Appreciate the time as always. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Yep, she is Jessica Benson. Catch her on Grass City Media. Catch her on the Grizz Radio Network. Always appreciate her time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just kind of feels like. It, it kind of does feel like the Harbaugh thing is not that serious in the NFL terms. I think he's using that. He's using that interview with the Chargers to get the, it's the leverage you need to get this language uh, in terms of you can't terminate me if something comes down from the NCAA to get this language that he wants. That report from Dan Wessel it looks mm-hmm. real enough to me. I, I'm with Jessica. Like my spotty sense is telling me he is planning to stay. Um, why, John? I mean, you go to the Chargers even with Justin Herbert and you fail. And you could be out of there in three years. Whereas with Michigan, they can never, to Jessica's point, you know, you are a king there now. Look at how they're feeling. They can never take it away from you, this championship, and, the, and how you did it, too, right? In the face of uh, everybody, uh, you calling yourself America's team, but in the face of all the controversy and everything else, like they will never forget that. You could have down seasons, and, and they'd still, you know, cower down to you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just seems like a better existence. It's sort of like Cal at a. At Kentucky, in a way, maybe. You know, they'll chirp about you, but nobody ever be willing to say it's time. You know, once you've won one there and 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 raised it to the level you have, it feels like it. Why would, you know, Cal going back to that question about going back to the NBA, why? He got spit up and chewed out there by the Nets. I mean, he's a king in college. And so you're just, you know, you know it's, it makes a lot more sense to me for him to stay at Michigan, especially after what he's built. And the kind of contract language he's going to get, and the kind of you know money that's going to roll in that's already on the table, apparently. Yeah, uh, you know the only the only the only Unless way he just wants to prove it's a dad and brother. He keeps talking about that table. My brother had a Super Bowl. I couldn't even eat at this table, dude. You got a national championship now. You're right there well, at the, yeah, table. That's all the table. Unless now, it becomes yeah. something within the family because he had made a Super Bowl and lost it. Unless it becomes something he feels like he's got to prove to himself and his family, dude. You uh-huh. are set for life. You are set for life, and and I'd I'd, I'd phrase it you'd be you you'd be a fool to leave Michigan to go back to the NFL. Um, stay on what you've built, man, and enjoy it. Like a la Nick Saban, you know. Yeah, no, I mean I think that's uh, you know that's the that's the thinking, you know. Um, but I don't know. I I, I get weird vibes with Harbaugh. <laughs> I just like I I was like those videos that came out from. You know, their locker were like, you know, for he's a jolly good fellow. Like, that was like the corniest national championship celebration I think I've ever seen. Um, I don't know. But he's winning. And that's the only thing that matters in the end. All right, we have a lot more to get to. Lots of 
potential um, coaching changes coming, some very intriguing divisional round matchups set. But you know, why do they call it the divisional round, Jason? There's no divisional games in this in this uh, in this in the, you know. It's not about that. We should change the name of this round. It makes no sense to me. Well, it's where you divide the pretenders from the contenders, John. Well, I thought we did that way before now, but oh, oh no, no, that, no, you had a lot of you had some trash in there, including a dead Eagles team. Apparently, they shouldn't even be in the playoffs. They had already yeah. they had they, they had already shut down the season three four games ago. My gosh, uh-huh. you know, we've gone to seven now, as you know. Uh, you, we could, yes, I'd probably be just fine going back to six. But e- either way, I, either I agree way. with you. I, was, I mean, I was thinking that when we were watching the Steelers play, like, yeah, I, mean, I know exactly. they, they kept it close, but come on, bro, we're getting some trash in here now. Yes, but there's some all that. All that said, that you, you, the NFL is king. It will do. It'll probably add an eighth team here soon, John, and the eighth yeah. playoff team on both sides. No, I mean, and, I, you're, and, I, and, I, you and know. we will watch. As we watch every well, I, Thursday night, I, yeah, when yeah, they have dog right. games, we're closer off, to we going to eight than back to oh, six. A, a thousand no percent, a thousand percent. So we'll come back. We'll get into all that today uh, on the show. Stick around, Jason and John, ninety-two FM. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. ESPN 92.9 FM ESPN How's Christopher enjoying the snow day, Jason? Um, He is I don't know if it's just the, the you know, the new generation um, but he he really hasn't gone out there and and uh, enjoyed it you know, the sledding the snowman building he just, he's not he's, I, he's a city slicker, man he just doesn't do it. So I, I, I vowed that because I saw a picture uh, of Brad and his son, and it touched me. They were out, and his son's much older. Uh, but they didn't they didn't miss the moment. They went out, and they it looked like from Brad, from everything I could tell, that he and his son, they played in the snow yesterday. And I thought to myself, you know what? I certainly need to be doing that with my with my nine year old. So I'm I vowed that at some point after the show today. And while the sun is still up, I will teach young CJ how to play in the snow. Brad, did you and Jake play in the snow? Is that is that correct? That is accurate. We we played it in the snow. It looked like fun. It yeah. looked like fun, Brad. And and it got it got me. It really did. It touched my soul. I said I need to be doing this, you know, with young CJ out there. And yeah, you know, mm-hmm. because again, we're we're, we're not promised these on a year to year basis. And who knows? It could be it could be four or five years before we get another snow like this. So. You got to do it out there skiing. It's so safe right now. My wife kind of guilt tripped me, though, to be honest with you. She said to me, she looked at me with those puppy dog eyes that Stacy has, and she goes, uh, more on the uh, puppy than the dog. She's a a lovely wife. Um, And she she said, you know, 
you're not going to have only but two more of these after this right. year. And so there was this moment, as Jake is an only child, as you all know, um, where I was guilt tripped because it was 10 outside. So um, I don't That's want it. I don't thing. want. It's just a little too cold. Yeah, I don't want you to paint that. yourself into a corner here, Jason. And John asks really good questions like I'm out here being some, you know, heralded father of the year. That is that. This was more of a marriage decision than it was, uh, mm, you know, uh, some sort of a, a Norman Rockwell moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I well know my this wife morning, before yeah. we got on the show, um, about two houses down, there's a big, big hill, and um, and me and Riley, we went down the sled together. Yeah. Oh, like that's the, sweet. That's that's she, what you know, she, again, she loves that stuff. She she do yeah. it fifty five times in a row. You know, but my kid's three. You know, right. it's still a little different than, you know. <laughs> yeah. CJ's, CJ's not going on a sled, No, you know, with you behind him, Jason. No, we went it's to the Mount, Mount Trashmore over there in Collierville, the giant dump. That's where we were. We went, and it's it's way up in the air. We're talking like five hundred feet in the air. It was it's great. Wow, yeah, it's really good. Everybody goes over there. It's over by St. George's uh, on uh, Wolf River Boulevard. It's terrific. Mm-hmm. Collierville's got the best spot. Well, I do think I do think that's the cool thing about the snow day. I mean, not obviously not for you, Jason, because CJ just is too cool for school, you know. But one day he won't be. Hopefully, no. Uh, I hope you took pictures of you out. and hope that uh, you and you took pictures of you and young Riley on the sled and having fun. That's, that's I think Sam got. got the video. Yep, I think she okay, did. Dude. And then but, see, those, that's the thing, man. You got the memory there. Oh, yep. They, that's that's that. Those are the best moments, brother. We cra- we crashed right into the curb. So, uh, you know, my um, the, the family jewels definitely got the worst of that one. Oh, um, but you know, that's I'm that's just okay. surprised you. I'm just surprised you came out and opened the door of your Germantown home. I thought I thought you much like CJ, you wouldn't get out in this stuff. You sit first time, first time. Didn't do it uh-huh. yesterday. It's a little. It's a little warmer today, right? I mean, it's all relative, but yeah. it's only 15 outside. So, and the sunshine. And yeah, so, it's warmer. Today. Sun's out. Yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not gonna be um, again. Uh, I think we're getting another round of this stuff in a couple of days. But um, it feels like today, if you have not like gotten out to to the extent that anybody wants to do it, you know, today it feels like the day to do it um, because it's gonna get you know <clears throat> cold again and it's gonna be freezing rain and stuff. So. Um, I would definitely suggest and recommend that uh, you do that today. So, and that's what I just wanted to check in, Jason. I appreciate you sharing. Uh, just wanted to kind of get the pulse of, you know, it, it, CJ's at that age now where, you know, I mean, he's what is he? He's a preteen basically now. So uh, he's, he's losing his innocence. He really is. Uh-huh. He is. He's that's that's starting to go away. And you know, you know, and so now that he's become too cool for school, much like a, a young man, yeah, you know, you you miss some of those young moments. But, uh, John, we will push forward. Just, just Long live boyhood. Just yeah, exactly. We will. We will push forward. And again, I'm gonna. I'm. I look forward to the day where Faith and I have our home back. You know, we don't have to clean up. <laughs> oh, that's where we're at now in the, <laughs> yeah. in the process. Empty net. I, I also look forward to that day where CJ can go out on his own, right? And we don't have to feed him or or, or provide for him. Uh, that too seems like a good day. Yeah. Well, that's that. That does sound like fun. Until until you get there and you're like, oh my god, what do I do now? You know, I've got I've got all this money that I've gotten all of a sudden, right? And that sounds good to me. That actually sounds okay. Yeah, um, no, yeah. it's good. No, it's I'm good kidding thing. in a way. I'm kidding in no, a way. It's good. Well, well, we'll 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 uh, we'll 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 keep the pulse on it uh, every couple of weeks or so, Jason, and just get the update on CJ. Um, last night in. Uh, 
in the Eagles and Bucks game, uh, Bucks just absolutely dominated. Um, I guess we should probably mention the Steelers Bills game, but that wasn't that wasn't even as competitive as it might have appeared at, at fourteen. Um, so I think that sort of is what it is. Tomlin did walk off though. I guess that's the kind of news he was. Brooke Pryor from ESPN started to ask him, "Hey, you only have a year left on your contract, which, as you point out, is the first time that's happened." That man didn't even entertain the back half of the question. He said, see ya. I'm not talking about this today. I can't remember the question. It was a few weeks back, maybe five, six weeks ago, that she asked him where he just deadpanned her. And he, because she had come on to the ESPN shows and said, Mike literally tried to stare, you know, shoot a laser through me with his eyes. I can't remember exactly what that question was, whether it was. Uh, it was during the Pickens thing. I want to say it was something else. But they have a history, and obviously uh, – that question, uh, that question sent him to the point where he said, "You know, I, I, I'm I'm done." Uh, there was a clear frustration there that it poured o- out, poured over. So I didn't think he, he he handled it real well because, again, you've got other coaches in the NFL being asked the exact same question after their playoff loss, or essentially the same question. All that said, I mean, they do, man. They they are to me sort of at a crossroads. I mean, they picked. It feels like they picked the wrong quarterback. You know, and if and if Mason Rudolph's the guy, that's even more of a of a problem for you because he's been under your nose the whole time. And so, and not that I feel like I've got a whole lot of confidence in him either. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like Tomlin should be an NFL coach, whether it's with Pittsburgh or not. I just I, I'm willing to be open to a to an argument that says, well, maybe it's run its course there. Uh, all that said, you know, you probably were uh, up against. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.